worship you, Lord, for you are mighty. For you are mighty. You've got the whole world in your hands. You've got the whole world in your hands. You've got our whole lives in your hands. You've got our whole church. In your hands, you've got a whole world in your hands. I invite you, Heavenly Father, Lord, to travel with us and journey with us regarding your word for your people this morning. Speak with clarity and Lord, open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear, open our hearts to know. You are the supernatural God. You are not just normal. You don't operate in the normal. You operate in the supernatural. Lord, I pray for a repositioning for everyone so that we can start to operate in our life the way you desire for us to operate in the name of Jesus Christ. Because Christianity is not natural. It's not natural way of life. It's not natural way of behavior. It is supernatural. Father, I pray, let your super come upon our natural this morning so that there will be a translation and a reposition of your people to that realm that you desire for them to operate in. Lord, speak through me, Lord, and grant them open hearts to hear, to receive, and to walk in the light of it. Father, I take authority over the spirit of religion that says, oh yes, maybe that can happen to others, but not for some of us. I take authority over every contrary spirit and lying spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray concerning us in this church. I pray concerning everyone. Let your kingdom and your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I will continue again on the accurate pattern for building the house of God. I've said this before, but I will continue to repeat it until it becomes a reality and very clear to us. You need to build a life according to pattern. You can't build the way the world is building because the world is going nowhere. You can't build according to what your neighbor is saying. You can't even build according to what they're saying in Channel 9, Channel 7, ABC, or any of those things. If you're indeed part of the family of God, then you must build your life according to pattern. I've showed you in scriptures where 600,000 men left Egypt besides what? Women and what again? And what again? Mixed multitudes. If you add the women to the children and then also the mixed multitudes to the 600,000 men, how many would that give us? Between two and three million. Who are the mixed multitudes? Why were they called the mixed multitudes? Because they were people who did not share the same values. And definitely they did not believe or in the same goal as the children of Israel. But they what? They joined in the moment. 
You know, they joined in the moment. They were leaving Egypt and they were locked up. Oh, we are going. And everybody said, Hey, you are going. You are the people that their God saved like this. And then what happened? <laughs> ah, it's called pass me not by. Oh, um, John. Hey, um, uh, Stevie, pa, 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 pa. We're also going with them. We can't go. These people we don't want to die here. And they packed their bags also. They joined and they were singing, Okay, okay, let's go. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are wearing sunshade, remove your sunshade. I want to have eye to eye contact with you. Praise God. How many of us know we don't need sunshade in this place? Amen. So they left you. But how many people entered Egypt? How many? Two. You know, somebody said, like, I don't understand this one. What sign is this? Is this a sign of uh, a sign of peace? You know, there is also the sign of a, a party in Nigeria. Thank you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah. So when you do like this, what do you mean? Explain yourself. What are you talking about? So how many people enter? Two enter. If you add the bones of Joseph, three. Then what happened? How can almost one? Point million perish in the wilderness. Was it the plan of God? Will God have saved them and then now killed them in the wilderness? Did he plan for that? Why didn't they enter? The Bible says the things that were written were written for admonition. And the things that were available were available for instruction. So that we can learn to follow and learn to build accurately. So that we do not make the same mistakes that we, they made. Can I tell you, I've also said this to you, that it was the plan of God is never for you to become a Christian and that settles it. God's plan is not for you to be born and then for you to be married and then for you to have children. And one day they say, we want, you want to, you know, you want to, you have, you have passed on and we're celebrating your funeral. No, 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 no. There was something that he made you for. There's something that he created you for. Somebody said, I don't know. But then you need to find out as you walk with him. You need to find out as you walk with him. Because in walking with him, he will reveal to yours, to you. And as you carry it out, and then you fulfill your destiny, and then you become what God has ordained for you. For the believer, promised land or the promise of God is not a physical land like it was for the Israel. For the believer, God's promise is what? What he what? created you for. This morning, I'll be looking at it in what I've been called seven pillars of building the house of God. Seven pillars of building the house of God. These are pillars, if you hear me very clearly, and you start to build according to pattern, you fulfill your destiny. Amen. So that when you return, and let me say this, because somebody has, uh, you know, uh, I think there was a time, some times ago, that, you know, I think it was, it, it was uh, Pastor Mokwe, my pastor was preaching, and talking about fulfilling destiny, and I got a call from somebody on Monday. He said, uh, Pastor, 
I'm, uh, you won't see me again in church for a while. I said, why? He said, I had yesterday, I must go and fulfill my destiny. I've gone now to go and look for my destiny and fulfill it. I said, I don't think that was what was said, you know. I'm serious, I'm not joking. And the person took off. He said, I must go and fulfill my destiny. I must go and fulfill my destiny. No, it's not to take off. Amen. I'm going to fulfill your destiny. Because it's called, uh, uh, there's something they say back in Nigeria that you only had go. You didn't hear what? No. You must, there must be. It's continuous instruction. Uh, you are being built. You are being corrected. You are being molded. So you are becoming better. You are becoming better. You are becoming better. You are becoming better. And you are being perfected. And at the end of the day, you appear so beautiful that everybody doesn't say, wow, come and see what God indeed has done for them. Number one pillar is this. I've actually done four, but I'm, I'm bringing everything together. I'm bringing everything together. Before I say that, let me take you to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse number 19. One of my favorite book. I love the book of Ephesians and I love the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 1. You are no longer world. Ah, you are no longer world. Strangers and what? Foreigners. You are no longer strangers. Turn to your neighbor and say you are no longer stranger. And what? And foreigners. And what again? But fellow citizens and members of the household of God. Fellow citizens and members of the household of God. Ephesians chapter, chapter 2. Chapter 2 from verse 19. Because I was looking at the, the face of some of us and we were doing like this. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 19. It says you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens and members of what? The household of faith. I can, I can relate to that. I remember the first time I came to Australia many, many years ago. You know, I landed in Australia. I think it was a Friday. First week in February. And I, you know, and uh, I filled the form before coming. They will ask you, do you know anybody? And I filled the form there. Who is the person hosting you? Wrote his name down there. And by the time I landed, you know, everybody, they were passing them, they asked me to move to the side. I said, ah, uh -uh. okay. I moved to the side. And they said, you wrote here when you were applying for your visa that you didn't know anybody. I said, yes. But when you were landing, you now wrote there that you know one doctor so and so and so. I said, yes. I said, what happened? They said, what happened? I said, because between the time of my visa and the time I departed, what? Yes, we made friends, we became friends. And then uh, here am I. And they say, they say yes. Yeah. They say yes. You know, but you know their main issue, their major issue was in October the previous year, I was in the UK. November, I was in the US. December, I was in South Africa. I returned back to Nigeria. January, spent part of it in Nigeria. And then I also traveled to South Africa in February. And I landed in Australia. It's called what traveling around the world. What exactly are you doing going around like this? That was the next question. I said, well, 
um, I coordinate a network of ministers and I travel from place to place ministering the word, ministering the gospel. They didn't understand that because if you travel like that, you must be carrying what? Carrying. Uh-huh. And they asked me to sit down there. Something struck me. He said, they've asked you to what? And they're observing you. They are seeing whether you will be what? You know, they say, okay, can you sit down there? And everybody left me. I was the only one remaining on the flight. They now went into a place. I couldn't see them, but I knew, you know, those kind of glasses that you won't see the people there. You know, I couldn't see them, but I knew they were watching me. So I oh, oh, when the saints imagine I knew they were watching me. Oh, roba baba shili mama kentelia, roma sili bakantete, eri makoto loma seketelia, oh riba shili basekente, eri baba 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 kante. I say watch on, what you know. Then after that, they now came to me. They said, okay, they must have observed. They called the person that I called, that I put his name, and that person also confirmed it. That no, we didn't know, we just met. That's why it's good to stand on the truth. I'm standing on the word of God. That is why I know that I know that I know. Truth is not just a set of facts. Truth is a person. That person is Jesus. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That is why he will do what he says he what he will do. It does not matter your circumstances. It does not matter what you are going through. It does not matter what you are facing. If you are willing to stand on the eternal word of God, every circumstance will eventually change and align with God's word. They called him and he said, yes, we didn't know. We just met. And they now asked me to leave. They've marked my passport. They've marked my everything. When I land, they say, search him very well. They... <laughs> I was just laughing. Because when you are not carrying anything, they search this, they search that, and everything like that. Eventually, they now say, what? So I spent some time. I went back. By the time I was returning, I was no longer returning as a, as a visitor. I was returning as a resident. So, you know, you can't send resident back from their country. The first time I came, I came as what? As a visitor. So when I got there, and I just came, I just came. See, with the same passport, but now status has changed. <laughs> and they say, what? I said, can I say, take it, take it, look at it now. They look at it now. They say, you good? I mean, uh, I walked in what? Even with greater confidence because status has now changed. Because you can't send resident the way back from in Ozo. Is it possible to get home now? And it does say go back to where you're coming from. It is not possible. The door must open when you apply the key, when you put in the key. Oh, you have not seen open door. You are going to see some open door because your expectation will change and you will not be mindful of what you're experiencing and you will know that no matter what is happening, I have the word of God concerning I can't be expectation. When did the word come that Ivy will have the baby? 2018, 2019, when? 2020, but here we are. We are carrying the baby. We are rejoicing because of the baby. I'm telling you the word that God has given to you. You will become your experience. Come your experience. Amen. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. For you are no longer strangers or citizens. Fellow world. Fellow citizens and members of the household of God. Now, verse number 20. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Your life was built on the prophetic word and be apostolic. What is the apostolic? Know that you are here for an assignment. Know that God has a purpose for your life. Know that you are not created by accident. You are not an accident of creation. You are wonderfully and beautifully made. What is the prophetic? That you know what is like the GPS of life. Should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? And it's continually guiding you. Oh, you can't live life like the way they play lotto you know how do they play it you may win you may what it's called trial and an error you can't live life like that you must know what is God saying about that what is he saying about it you know it, it is not whether who is looking like it or not it is what God is saying about it that matters because every circumstance will eventually line up we what God, what God is saying. Verse number 20, having been 21, what does it say? In whom the whole building, everybody said the whole building. Being fitted together grows into a holy temple of the Lord. Verse number 22, what does it say? Oh yeah, in whom you also have been built together for a dwelling place for what? So God is building you to dwell in you. I share with you last week, how I sat in my study and he said, tell them I want to dwell in them. How can the owner of the house become a visitor in his own house? If you are the house that God is building, can you get to your house and you are fearful to enter into your house? Can you get to your house and you are filled with trepidation? Hey, I don't know what will happen in my house. No, something must be wrong. He is the builder of the house. He is the owner of the house. And he wants to feel free in the house that he's built. That is why, let's go to the same Ephesians 21-22 from the TPT version. What does it say? It says, this entire building is under construction. <laughs> this entire building is what? And it's continually growing under his supervision. Until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each one of us. Oh, God is transforming each one of us. We have not seen the best yet. Hello. I said we have not seen the best of you yet. You have not, definitely not seen the best of me yet. We have not seen the best of each other yet. God is transforming us. But gradually, 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 gradually is transforming us. Amen. Transforming us into what? Each one of us into the holies of holies, his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. Pillar number one is that we are God's dwelling place on the face of the earth. You and I, we are God's dwelling place on the face of the earth. This must be very clear to you. That is why I said this to us. Now, this is just a hall. Thank God for the building that we are finalizing everything and we will move there very, very soon. But don't forget this. Don't let this ever es escape you that it's just what? 
is a building. The church is not a building. The moment we are here, when we finish this service and we move out, this becomes what just what? A hall. What has happened? The church has now gone home. When you go to Full Square Market, uh, what has happened? The church has now gone to where? Full Square Market. When you go to work on Monday and you get there, the church is now what? At work. Because you are the church. It dwells in you. The greater one lives in you. So you can't just come and say, we are going to church now. Somebody said, we have left church now. No, no. Or somebody. <clears throat> no, you are the church. You need to understand you are the church. You have not left church. You remain the church. He lives in you. He abides in you. He remains in you. Amen. So you are the house. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 3, verses 9 and 10. We are God's dwelling place on the earth. Verse 9 and 10. What does it say? Can somebody read it for me because of time? Just we read verse 9 and 10. We've read this before. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 and 10. Yep. Can you increase the volume? We are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Yep. According to the grace of God. Yes. I have laid the foundation. Another builds on it. Your faith in Christ will help build the foundation. Your faith in the word will help put the structure in place. I have laid the foundation. Another one builds on it. So if you have not given your heart to Christ, then there's no foundation. Hello, can you be without foundation? No, that is why church is not. If you just come and say, oh yes, I like, oh I like the way they sing there. Oh, I like the way they rock the body like this and everything like that. That, that, is, your, that is, you can go to club and do all of that. Are you listening to me? But what makes a church is what? One. Our faith in Christ, foundation. Our faith in the word, structure. Amen. Praise God. He said you are God's field, you are God's building. Pillar number one is this, you are God's dwelling place. Peter said this. I mean, Paul said this. He said, uh, I'm a wise master builder. Amen. You know, a wise master builder is, is someone who, who is able to follow the master plan. And who is the person putting together the master plan? Jesus. So let's go to Jesus to show us how to continue to build. Don't forget this pillar one. Uh, we are God's dwelling place on the face of the earth. Then Matthew chapter 16 from verse number 13. When he got to the world, Matthew 16 from verse number 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippa, he asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, what? Who uh, do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist. Was he John the Baptist? And others, Jeremiah. Was he Jeremiah? 
And others said, one of the prophets. But he now said to them, but who do you say that I am? I told us again, be careful what you call church. Because these are people who just fed. And you're talking about 5,000 men again, besides women and children. If we add all of them together, maybe about 20,000. Imagine after finishing, you've just finished preaching to 20,000. You'll be excited. But Jesus was not just looking forward the number. He was looking for or the heart. Are they truly connected? You know, a lot of times, what he's putting emphasis on, is it what we are putting our emphasis on? Why didn't you say, wow, ho, 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 today's crusade was a very powerful one. 20,000 people came, hallelujah. Somebody praise the Lord. Why didn't he say that? Why did he almost with a lot of soberness, who do these people say that I am? And some said it was what? Elijah, was he Elijah? Some said it was Jeremiah. Was it Jeremiah? Some said it was what? One of the prophets. Those ones were smart because we don't know. You know if this one doesn't work, well, let's, let's put in this one. One of the prophets. He now turned to them. Pillar number two. God builds from the inside to the outside. God is more interested in your becoming than your doing. Because when you are trying to do without first of all becoming, oh, you may not be able to hold the ground. God wants you to know him on your end. You know that you know that you know. Why is it that when problems show up, when circumstances change, people sometimes just give up and it's like, oh, God has disappointed me. Oh, wow. I love it the way somebody puts it. That when a French a friendship that ends is a friendship that never what that never started. Hello, I'll repeat it. A friendship that ends is a friendship that never what that never began. Because if you're truly friends, is beyond you know the reason why because a lot of times relationship is based on what can I get, what do you give? What do you give? So if I'm not getting what I think or I believe you should be getting, then what? To your tent, O Israel. To your tent, O Israel. <laughs> so he looked at them. Who do men say that I am? And he now turned to disciples. How about you? You spent time with me. You've lived with me. We've gone around together. And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I say you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You are the Christ. You are my Lord. Pillar number three, the revelation of the Christ. Who is Christ to you? Was he, was Christ his surname? Eh? Like you say, Mr. what? Mr. Midi, Joseph. Is Joseph, uh, is Christ the son name? No. But Peter got something there on that day. That you are not just one of the prophets, but you are the Messiah that the entire nation has been waiting for. The revelation of Christ. Who is Christ to you? 
Hello. I say, who is Christ to you? Pillar number four. Pillar number three, revelation of Christ. Pillar number four, revelation of the blessing. I've done all of these. I'm just doing a little bit of recap. I'm putting it everything together. Pillar number four, revelation of the blessing. And I told you, the blessing is not just word. It's not cash. It's not money. But the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. Why? Because Jesus now said, blessed are you, Simon what? By Jonah. For flesh and blood does not reveal that to you. But my Father in heaven, blessed are you, Simon by Jonah. For flesh and blood does not what? Reveal that to you, but my Father in heaven. So, Simon, you are blessed because of the revelation that you word. Because blessing is an empowerment to prosper, to increase, to be fruitful, empowerment to subdue, and empowerment to walk in dominion. That's blessing. That's blessing. Blessing is not just who I, you know. Uh, if blessing is cash, then how about all the people they just arrested for carrying drugs? Hello? You know that they, they said they discovered millions in homes? Will you call those people blessed? They had cash. Remember, I didn't say they have cash. They had cash. Because riches are temporary. But blessing is what? It's eternal. Cash comes and cash goes. Have you noticed that all the money they've been paying you as salary all this month, this thing is not still sitting in your account? Even though you prophesy that you remain there? Have you noticed that the moment they pay it, what happens? <laughs> there are people like him waiting to say, where's my own part? Eh? And the others are saying, I need this one, I need that one. Hello? Praise God. But something more than gold, something more than silver, the Spirit of God in the lives of men is something more. If you are carrying the blessing and the riches, what? Disappear, the blessing will reproduce them. If you are carrying the blessing, you will not be worried about the riches because you will know that blessing will always make a way where there seems to be no way. Because it's an empowerment of God in your life that will ensure that you are what? You are multiplying. You are fruitful. You are increasing. And then you subdue. Subdue means that when attack comes from the enemy, you know what to do. Hello? Somebody gave a testimony. I want to give a testimony. Say, what's your testimony? Say, God is good. Satan is running after me and I'm running away from you. No, that's not a testimony. No, I'm telling you it's a true life story. No, no, no. To subdue means that when this city once is about to be invaded, you defend it. You defend it. And you, you send the enemy back. You repel it. Because this is a fallen world. Situations will occur. Attacks will come. Sicknesses might show up. It's a situation you must know how to defend this city because you are the city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So when situations happen and then you turn your back and you are running and it's pursuing you, no, no, no. It's because you don't know that you are carrying the blessing. That is why this must be revealed to you. Revelation of the blessing, pillar number four. And I'm going taking you today, pillar number five. What is pillar number five? 
for what? Look at it. You know, in this place, this place, go and write it down. Because I'm taking time. I'm spending some time in putting something into you. Planting seeds. Planting seeds. And I'm going to open it further to you. Planting seeds. Because a day will come when you be the multiplier of the seed that has been planted. When your life will start to reflect some things. And men and several Jews will hold your lead. Will hold your, the, the, the edge of your garment. And say show me your God. The one that has done this for you. And you lead them and say come and see what the Lord has done. Because when the situation happens. And you say come and see this. When you share your testimony. When you get to a place. And you have never even met them before. And you say I feel good about you. I want to do business with you. Can you consider doing this? Can you consider this one? Can you consider that one? Can you consider this one? And you say what? And you say the way I'm taking you, there are about over a billion people there. And I want you to go there because I just feel good about you. There's something that works in your life. It's called the blessing. It's called the blessing. You must be carrying of the blessing. The revelation of the blessing. Revelation of the blessing. And now, the fifth pillar. Today, lend me your ears. Let this penetrate deep into your heart. What is the fifth pillar? True revelation comes only from the Father. We've talked about revelation of Christ. We've talked about revelation of the blessing. But true revelation comes only from the Father. That is why Jesus said to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon, what? By Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but but my father in heaven. Why didn't Jesus say flesh and blood has not revealed to you but my God in heaven? Because fatherhood denotes what? Relationship. The moment you are called a father, it simply means what? There is relationship with some. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father in heaven. Fatherhood denotes what? Relationship. That is what the Pharisees lack. They didn't have relationship. They had knowledge. But they didn't have what? Relationship. Knowledge without relationship will produce religion. Knowledge without relationship will produce what? Religion. And religion is powerless. The Bible says what? The flesh war kills, but the spirit is the one that gives life. Because when you develop relationship with the father of all spirits, his spirit will start to walk in your life. He will be a dweller of the house that you are living in. And when God is building in that house, tell me what demon and what devil can build side by side to it. No, it cannot build. The Pharisees had knowledge, but they lack relationship. They had the letter, but they lacked the spirit. So Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in what? Heaven. But my Father in heaven. Write these things down. What is revelation? Please, go ahead and take time and meditate on this so that this truth will become ingrained in your spirit what is revelation number one is this 
revelation is the father revealing himself directly to your spirit revelation is the father revealing himself directly to your spirit is a family affair the father revealing himself directly to where to your spirit so it is a family affair so if you don't belong to the family you are definitely going to lack the revelation it's a family affair the father revealing himself directly to your spirit so it is a spirit capital s to spirit woman's spirit small s transaction is a spirit to spirit transaction that means the spirit of the father directly ministering to human spirits and i want to thank god if this is one of the core core pillars of my life that i've enjoyed you know when sometimes things are there how do you handle this how do you handle that you will just drop the words in my spirit why don't you take it this way why don't you do it that way why don't you do it that way i was in a meeting yesterday evening a very important meeting and we're discussing some things very critical thing and what how do you handle that you just drop it he said why don't you tell this handle it this way handle it other way and i said okay how do you want to handle this and replied i got the reply i really don't know now do it this way do it that way and then say wow perfect perfect why because it's been revealed by what by what the perfect word the perfect one praise god hallelujah the perfect one so is the father revealing himself directly to human spirits so you're a member of a family you're entitled to his revelation number two the revelation that you have listen very well the revelation that you have is what will produce the blessing that you will enjoy the revelation that you have is what will produce the blessing that you will enjoy so if you lack revelation if you have little revelation i am telling you you will also what enjoy limited blessing revelation the revelation of god that you have will produce the blessing that you will experience i broke this down because if i want to give this to mathematically oriented people i'll put it this way that the unequivocal blessing of god that you will enjoy is in direct proportionality to the revelation of god that you carry how repeat it the unequivocal blessing of god that you will enjoy is in direct proportionality to the revelation of god that you carry so which means when you have revelation or you are filled with it i'm telling you it's just a question of time you walk in greater blessing finally i'm going to surprise you and i'm going to <laughs> i'm going to demolish your theology because to many of us just this money that you need that money answered all things and we quote ecclesiastes that even solomon wrote money answered all things can i tell you the way solomon ended can i show it to you 
The kingdom was turned away from him. His son Rehoboam could not even continue with it. He ended up with just one, and the remaining ten were taken away and given to Jeroboam. So money does not answer all things. And if you read that scripture very well, you know what it says? That a child will feast in the morning. Why will a child, it's only a child that will be feasting in the morning. An adult, when you wake up in the morning, you are what? Putting together the responsibility for the day. Praise God. Hallelujah. Money does not answer all things. Can I submit to you, money is the lowest form of power. <laughs> money is the lowest form of power. Revelation is the highest form of power. Money is the lowest form of power. And I can prove it to you from the very beginning when man was created. Let us make man in our own image. And after our, our own life, or let this man carry the nature of God. And let them what? Have what? Over what? Over what? Over all what? The what? The birds of the air? The fish of the sea, everything that created, yes. And all the cattle, you know, let them have dominion. Let them have over the world. The birds of the air, what? And then what? And over what? All, including trees. So where do you make money from? And the field is called what? Papyrus, from where you make paper, and then from where you make money. So from the very beginning, God has ordained that the recreated man will have dominion over creation, including papyrus. Then what happened? Why are we the way? Is the picture of the fallen man. In verse 28, he said, and God what? Bless them. And God said to them, what? Be fruitful. And what again? And what again? Subdue. And then what? Have dominion. So the blessing is a direct consequence of what? I mean, dominion is a direct consequence of what? The blessing. So you can understand the name that, you, that your son is carrying. Direct consequence of the blessing to walk in dominion. To walk in dominion. When Satan fell, he fell from heaven to earth. When man fell, he fell from dominion. Now the ruler is being ruled. So Christ came to what? To return us back to the garden so that we can start to walk in dominion. You must start to walk in dominion. You must start to walk in the blessing. It's part of your makeup, part of your DNA as a child of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That is why you never see me. I will write there. When, they go, when you go to visit some clinic, they will go for checkup and they say this one, do you have this in your family? I say no. Do you have uh, high uh, blood pressure in your family? I said, no. Do you have this one in your family? I said, no. Why? No, because I changed my DNA. I changed my DNA. Change my DNA. Change my DNA. People in my family lineage suffer from those things. But in 1988, I changed my DNA. In that DNA world, you won't find any of those things. They can't exist. 
If they try to show up, and I'm telling you, I've passed off very good opportunity for them to show up. I've what? I'm not just talking to say, Pastor, are you sure to say, no, no, no. I've passed off a very good opportunity. They've knocked on the door. They press the bell. They sometimes try to do like this. And then what? Get the door. Why? Because I changed my DNA. Change my DNA. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come and see me at the age of 60. You still see me. Very lokoji. What does that mean? You still see me what? <laughs> I remember, was it, what, what was it? She saw me running up the stairs. You said, Daddy, Pastor, you can run up the stairs. Run up the stairs, run down. At 70, you still see me. At 80, you still see me. Why? I'm not just saying that. I have scriptures I'm standing upon. It should be the same thing for you too. Moses at the age of 120. And I'm not talking about 120. I don't need 120. You know, at the age of 120, there are things that have been settled concerning you. Relocate yourself based on revelation. Today is to prepare you for next week. <laughs> it's to prepare you to raise your level of expectation. Don't come to church next week, coming like this, we're going to church again. No, 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 no. You come ready. You walk in like a soldier. Ready that I'm packing away all the goodies that God has for me. In Jesus' name. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. You don't know who you are. That's my assignment. My assignment is to let this generation know who they are and what Christ has done for them. Don't plug in into the perversities of this generation. Don't plug in into the hard mentality all around you. And they say, this is the way everybody behaves. This is what everybody says. No, I'm not everybody. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a citizen of heaven. Now, thank God I have the passport. I have this passport. I have that passport. I've been multi-citizen. But those things don't matter to me. It's citizenship of heaven that is primary to me. Because every other one has its weakness. Weakness. So we plug in to who you are in Christ. True rev pillar number five, true revelation comes only from the Father. Are you part of the family? Have you been born again? Then you are entitled to his revelation. You are entitled to his communication. He will talk to you through this word, through this message you are hearing. He will talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. All of them combine together, a little here, a little there, line upon line, precepts upon precepts put together the entire thing so that at the end of the day you are coming out. I can't wait to see how you will turn out. I can't wait to see how, I'm telling you and I'm not saying that lightly. If you hack into this world, if you run with it, come back five years in time we'll, we'll, we'll compare stories. Come back! Ten years time we'll compare stories. We'll compare and you will tell me except God has not sent me. And I'm not saying that lightly. If you follow if you go and be doing your own thing, it's a different thing. But if you follow this word we say that is being given to us by God, by heaven, you will see, who compares, who compare. And you will say, wow. This is my desire. Rise upon your feet. 
to honor you. Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. All I have within me, I give you my soul I live for you alone every breath that I take every moment I'm awake Lord have your way in me Lord I give you my heart I give so I live for you alone every breath that I take every moment I'm away Lord have your 